At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is, <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be. And a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Give me a check there. Oh, check. Yeah, you're a bit loud. Do it again. Check. There we go. Well, I can't say... Normally I say that this, this is sponsored by Boykeys, some, some biltong that I have. I've got biltong in the car. We'll have to give you some biltong. It's dried beef, <laughs> all right, after this podcast. But I wanted to throw this headset on you because you now have, you have blood on your face. I do. But before, before I continue, tell me who you are. Uh, my name is Kyle Foucher. Um, I'm a sales rep for SIG. I handle Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, New York. Grew up as a hunter? I did not. I actually I actually grew up in Connecticut. Um, firearms weren't a big thing. Was there a hunting crowd? But yes, but smaller percentage. Um, never was really into guns, anything like that. And yeah. Had an opportunity eight years ago to take a job at SIG, chumped on it, and here we are. Yeah, but SIG doesn't hunt. SIG's not a hunting company. When I first started with SIG, we actually used to bring a lot of sour rifles in, uh -huh. sour and blouser. Sure. So we... We did, but we quickly went away from it and went to the tactical side. Yeah. But we are getting back into it now. Yeah, but Six Hour is not known for... They're just not known to hunt. And so it makes sense. You're a non-hunter with a gun company. Correct. You don't hunt. It wasn't a clash of worlds. Like, you weren't going to go work for Realtree. No. No, not at all. Not at all. But I think it was just, just a progression in my the way I matured. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went from handguns to you know, modern sporting rifles, and mm -hmm. I found a love with the bolt action. Um, like a deep, deep love. And I heard the stories, and I would go to shows, and I would meet people, and... That hunted. Oh, that hunted. Yeah. And, and the experiences that they talked about mm -hmm. fascinated me, mm -hmm. really. And not just that, I wanted to harvest the meat. Mm -hmm. I went out last year, five straight days in the season, day one... One season. 
for uh, Whitetail uh-huh. in New Hampshire. And uh, I think I was out there at 5 a.m. And it was probably about 10 with wind chill, maybe zero. Mm-hmm. And any time you sit out in a tree stand for six hours, you don't see anything freezing cold. You know it's a passion when you get home and you say, I can't wait to go out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So you have blood on your face right now. I'm looking at you staring at blood on your face because essentially you have just joined our tribe. You have joined. You technically cannot call yourself a non-hunter anymore. I, I agree with that. It's I'm elated. I can't even. I can't even really put it into words. It's. The amount of emotions that I went through in such a short period of time, I don't think I was really ready for it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the crazy thing. Even in in the ride up on on Sunday afternoon, I had a lot of nerves. And no mm-hmm. matter what you read, mm-hmm. no matter YouTube, the mm-hmm. videos, the amount of people that you talk to, mm-hmm. I don't think much prepares you for that experience. Why do you think you were nervous? Well, the first thing is I, I don't want to I don't want the animal to feel pain. Sure. I want it to be a good place shot. I want it to be successful, and I I want to put the animal down. You don't want the animal to feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of background noise here because we're actually looking at the animal that you harvested on the scale right now, and uh, it's getting gutted and getting ready and prepped for the freezing. We've got a bunch of bears going into the freezer as well. We're in bear camp right now up in northern Maine super excited for this afternoon so I, l- I really enjoy the fact that you know it, it if an, if a hunter doesn't get nervous if you ever lost that nervousness i think a lot of hunters would say then we'd probably it's time to hang it up because to me anxiety anxiousness nervousness is wrapped around a whole slew of different emotions i agree one of them is you want to make sure that you ethically kill that animal one shot yeah one that was my biggest concern i didn't want anything to roll off we weren't able to find it and to know that the potentially didn't go the way that i wanted it to go Mm -hmm. that was that was for for first and foremost the most important thing to me like i already made a decision that no matter what i went out and hunted if it wasn't you just got the heart put into your hands of the animal. It's pretty incredible, huh? That's amazing. We get to eat that tonight. You get to eat that heart. <laughs> and I'll promise you now, it may sound, it's, it may seem weird, but it's actually delicious. You slice it thin with onions and gravy and whatnot, it is delicious. Thank you. Now you've got blood-covered hands. Hey, I... That's it. That's part of the process. For what that animal did for me. Exactly. This is small price to pay. If anything, it's this is a gift. What is your? What do you think your family thinks? Your wife? You're married, right? I am. She's. I have an amazing wife. Super supportive. Um, she was really excited for me to come up here and go on the hunt. She knows that it's something I'm. I'm starting to get passionate about, and I think she wanted the same thing I did. She wants to fill the fridge, and she knows that. You know, this is something special that not many people get to do. And I think she's really excited. Yeah. I think she's going to be even more excited. (laughs) That is incredible, man. I'm just, you know, I was excited for you when you got into camp knowing that you were a non-hunter. And technically you're not a non-hunter. You are someone who wants to hunt. You just hadn't, you hadn't killed yet. You hadn't blooded your first animal, nor had you been blooded yourself. 
Correct. And that's a huge step, you know. It's 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 almost like Let me ask this question. If if you had to rewind the clock a little bit, five years ago, six years ago, what did you have as a perception of hunting or hunters? Is your perception, let me, let me couch it this way, is your perception right now different than what it was five or six years ago? Yes, but not, not as extreme as you would think. Um, I would say that hunters, my idea of hunting was you know, out west or in a tree stand, still very similar to that. I mean, it's either long hikes up a mountain, it could be, you know, in a tree stand in a ground blind. I've learned more about hunting, so I think my knowledge of hunting has grown. I would say the biggest thing to me that attracts me now more than ever is the family. Mm -hmm. The amount of... The drive here and pulling up that road and having people look out and see the animal in the back with smiles on their face coming running to me to say congratulations the animal's beautiful but they're not even your family everybody's family when it comes to hunting there we go if someone enjoys that passion and someone i met craig two days ago i i call him family i met you a few days ago i call you family it's it's such a small community and it's shrinking that we have to stick together Mm mm-hmm what do you think is currently the downfall of hunting if you had if you're brand new into this you're brand new into it so your perspective is super valuable somebody who hasn't been indoctrinated someone that hasn't been in the system for so long someone who literally an hour and a half ago became a member of the tribe i don't want to go down a rabbit hole no go down a rabbit hole so i think the biggest issue is the newer, younger generation that is coming into it grew up vastly different than the way I did. Mm-hmm. Everything is immediate. Everything is gratification right away. Mm-hmm. That That's what they want. You know, they have TV. They have video games. They don't sit through commercials. They have DVRs. Mm-hmm. They have handheld iPads at super young age. Everything is instant gratification. And going out... I think the most the most enjoyable part is absolutely taking the shot and, you know, what happens after that. But everything that happens before that is the entire experience. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I sat in a tree stand in 10 degree weather with a wind. Most people would have said an hour in the younger generation. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see anything on day one. Why am I going to go back? Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest it, to me, that's at least in my vision, that's what I see as the biggest detriment right now to the hunting community. Well, let me poke for a second because you said something that I don't know if you recognize what you said. And I'll couch it in someone who's not a hunter hearing what you just said. You said the the enjoyment, the, 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 the part that is the most enjoyable is when you pull the trigger. So when a non-hunter hears that, they just heard Kyle say... The most enjoyable part was killing. So let me ask this. When you pulled the trigger this morning, was there elation for the death of that animal? Was there elation in you celebrating the fact that you had killed it because you took its life? So I can tell you this. I'm going to go back about two and a half minutes. 
to went before I pulled the trigger. And I can tell you the in, entire way my emotions went. So Craig points him out, very quiet, shows me. I, I stay right on his tail. We come down off of a little crest. He sets up the sticks. He makes a call. He turns. And what I felt in the pit of my stomach was fear, anxiety. And I said to myself, the only decision you make here is if that situation is perfect, then we're going to go through it. If it's not, don't want, again, any pain to the animal. I don't want anything beyond what is an ethical, correct kill. I, he set me up. I literally, he was absolutely perfect. I went to the right of the shoulder. I knew that if he didn't move and I pulled the trigger, it was going to go straight through both lungs. Very quick death from everything that I've learned and I've been taught. And then when the moment that I flipped the safety down, at that point you're either going to be prepared to do it or you're not. And mm -hmm. I said that that was going to be the best shot I could take. Mm -hmm. I pulled the trigger, immediately saw him go. Immediately saw him go. And fear right away was not for me. It wasn't for anybody I was with. It was fear for the animal to ensure that I did it the right way. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, maybe 15, 20 yards, and the animal went down. And at that point in time, that is when the enjoyment came because I got to understand that, one, he didn't he didn't die a terrible death. It wasn't awful. He wasn't wounded. He wasn't going to have to be tracked. He died within a very short amount of time, and now I get to fill my freezer. Mm -hmm. And I get to have that experience of I just took my first animal. Mm-hmm. So a huge rush of different emotions throughout the entire process, but I wouldn't change a thing. Sadness. Oh, absolutely. But the animal just unfortunately passed away right in front of me. Yeah, that's that was hard. It was hard to deal with. But that's the the finality of what we do as hunters, you know, and I don't we, we should never shy away from the fact that we kill. That's the point of why we hunt, otherwise you'd be hiking. You know, and, and makes you a participant in this thing that you just are a part of now that you are understand the cycle of life you understand death is inherent to everything right death is a part of the cycle of life life begets death begets life that's just the cycle of what mother nature gaia herself has has presented to us and so you are a part of that now like you know that meat that you're going to serve to your wife and you're going to eat came from your hands didn't come from someone else's hands that you had no idea what his name was, how that animal lived, the whole kid and caboodle. You know, everything about that meat that's about to hit your table. And Absolutely. And I'm not going to the grocery store. It's not, you know, something that was raised at a at a farm. I mean, this was out in the wilderness. It's I know what I just killed. And mm -hmm. you The mix of emotions is is pretty intense. Well yeah, it only happened an hour ago. Well, that's what's crazy. It's uh, that's why I wanted to throw the headset on you quickly. Is that it's like you don't often get an opportunity to talk to someone who had legitimately just killed their first animal, has become a member of the tribe, and really be able to discuss, you know, what is that that thing about what you just did, and the magnitude of it. Right? It wasn't that it was just. And here comes a big tractor. He's not even paying attention to us. He needs to use the tractor to move the animal. Um, no, it's it, 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 it's it's good, and and I think that that is. I think the fact that you have reflected on the magnitude of the moment, 
the magnitude of, of the decision, that is very important to you understanding what that actually is to you. Like what that means to you, what it means to your family, what it means to us as a hunting community. And the way that you communicate it to others now. That they say, oh, why did you decide to become a hunter? And you say, oh, it's because of this. Absolutely. And I hate to say this, I think another thing that plays a factor into it is that I have gone out and I have been unsuccessful previously. And I think that only... I, that only magnifies the gratitude and mm -hmm. the appreciation for not only the experience, but the animal and for the entire circumstance, entire outcome. Sure. Makes it that much more important. Well, welcome to the tribe, brother. Thank you so much for Thank sitting down with much. us. Thank you Real for all your support no. the past few days as well. No, I appreciate no, it's it. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. I'm Congrats. Excited. I'm excited. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.